Hello, it's Louise again with episode two of the Knit British podcast. Welcome in on this very blustery day. Today I'm going to have for you some news of Ripples Crafts Yarn Club, a yarn review from the Kettle Yarn Company, my do's and don'ts of knitting British, my cast-ons and cast-offs, and wool shop shout-out. First of all, let me apologise. It is a very blustery day. You can probably hear in the background that it's blowing a gale outside, the cat flap is rattling, my letterbox is rattling, I have a very disgruntled cat who wants to go outside and pee but can't because it's too windy for her. So I really hope that you can bear with and it won't interfere with your listening pleasure too much. So why don't you just show yourself up with me for a little while, grab your knitting, grab your cuppa and let's wait till the wind blows away. For Christmas I was lucky enough to get some money to spend on what I like, so of course that equates to yarn, and I decided that I would join a yarn club. After having a little look around, I thought the one that appealed to me most was from Ripple's Crafts, and Post Office Run Club starts soon. It honours Helen's local post office in Loch Inver, and the yarn will be dyed in colours inspired by her run to the post office each week and the landscape she passes on the way. The yarn is going to be 100% Blueface Leicester High Twist. The sample of yarn that's on the website for the club yarn is a really lovely dark coloured yarn but with so much life in it with lots of purples and lilacs, turquoise blue, there's yellows and greens in there. It looks a beautiful yarn. I just know that it's going to be something really special knit up. It looks like a lovely lustrous yarn. I've knit with a few of Helen's yarns and I particularly loved her Ascent Storms colours which are, were quite reminiscent of my own stormy skies here in Shetland. Beautiful on the hack and even more beautiful knit up. I knitted the Mesquita shawl for, her, for a friend's birthday last year and she's had loads of compliments on it and yeah I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to this yarn and um, what I mean, what is nicer than, than getting some really special yarn through the post? The three-month club is £43 for UK members and £48 for non-UK members. And the six-month club is £86 for, the, for UK members and £96 for non-UK members. The first parcels are sent out at the start of February, but you can join month to month, Helen tells me, and you have to join for a minimum of three months. So to find out more information, go to the website, which is ripplescrafts.com and I'll put a link on the show page. I will be waiting by the letterbox for the postie for that parcel. (laughs) Today I've got a wool shop shout out for you. This is an idea I had. I tweeted 
um, asking if anybody had any British wool products that they wanted to shout about. Because I quite like to bring to you shops that you uh, and sellers that you may not have heard of before and that I haven't heard of before. So today I would like to bring to your attention Sylvan Tiger Yarns. Sylvan Tiger is Katie Pierce, who dyes predominantly blue-faced Leicester. She says, I use wool sourced from British suppliers and where possible from British sheep, processed and spun in Britain. I use natural dyes, mostly in extract form which gives better repeatability of colourways, and I dye all year round. I particularly enjoy exploiting the natural pH sensitivities of the natural dyes to create gentle variations in colour. Otherwise, my inspiration for colours and combinations often comes from my local landscape of Yorkshire, the North York Moors, Yorkshire Dales and the Lake District. I'm starting it with BFL, but in the future I hope to explore some of the other British breeds, perhaps producing short runs of single origin yarn from individual flocks. After being introduced to Katie and Sylvan Tiger on Twitter, I quickly went over to her website and onto her Etsy shop to have a look. And... It's true, you know, there is something quite individual, from the pictures at least, in the colours. There's something quite unique. I don't pretend to know an awful lot about dyes and and the different kinds of dyes, um, but there's definitely a unique character to her colours. The website, um, if you wish to know more, is www.sylvantiger.co.uk That's S-Y-L-V-A-N Tiger co.uk and she has an Etsy shop Sylvan Tiger Yarn at the moment there there is some lace yarn and some four ply yarns in the shop all priced at around 14 to 15 pounds for a 100 gram scheme I really really like the the sort of earthy colours there's a there's a depth to them that looks spectacular uh, the skeins, uh, the skeins, sorry, are 110 grams in weight and roughly 421 yards for the four ply. And for the BFL lace, the skeins are 15 pounds for 100 gram skeins, which are 874 yards. As I say, have a look. Um, I haven't um, had the pleasure of knitting with this yarn yet. The purpose of this section is to give a shout out to someone new to me and new to you and spread that British wool love a little further. So do have a look at the website and the Etsy shop and keep your ears and eyes peeled on the podcast and the blog for a future giveaway with Sylvan Tiger. Katie has very generously offered to host a giveaway with me so keep listening um, for future episodes for that one. If you are a seller of British yarn products then please give me a shout if you have something you feel you want to shout about a new product or you've just started your new uh, a new opened a new shop then please let me know um i'd love to uh, make mention of it and pass on the british rule love how are you doing are you managing to keep stay with me given the rattling letterboxes and cat flaps Now, I have added more noises to the background noise. In addition to wind, rattling cat flaps, rattling letterboxes, in addition to people walking outside being noisy, and in addition to a cat who is really frustrated because she wants to go out for a pee but can't because it's too windy, there is also 
a laptop. So I really hope that all these things don't interfere with your listening pleasure. One of the things I, I get asked quite often um, are for recommendations on how to go about buying British. One example being, uh, where do you find cheap British wool? I, I don't know where there, there's this sort of misconception that, that buying wool is expensive. It can be, but I really get quite annoyed when people just sort of rule out using British wool because they think it's too expensive. Um, but I will come to that. I began writing a, a blog post about do's and don'ts um, when it comes to buying British wool, and I probably will still post it, but I thought it'd be quite nice to, to um, use it for the podcast. The first thing I would say is don't believe that Blueface Leicester is the only British wool. Delve further. When you Google British wool, you'll get a lot of hits, and um, and many of them will be Blueface Leicester. And don't get me wrong, I love this yarn. I have a lot of this yarn in stash. I am so utterly pleased to see it that it's grown in popularity. It goes from strength to strength. Dyer's really favourite as a base. Um, it's got a, a luster and a softness that is really really unique, um, and it and it, and it blends well with with other yarns and and it can be made super wash and and it is great but if you if you're interested in knitting british and seeing what local wool there is out there then i would delve a little further have a look at the rare breed survival trust website which is www.rbst.org.uk and there you'll find the watch list of breeds which are critical, endangered, vulnerable, at risk and minority. And they also have some success stories there. I think it's really good to find out which breeds are vulnerable and at risk. It means that you can try and seek out yarn, which by buying is going to be helping to maintain um, the breed. At, currently at the moment on the critical list is Borrery and endangered are Leicester Longwool and North Royalty. Blacker are a really good website to find rare breed yarns and um, you just know that by that from buying from them money that you're that you spend will be going back to maintaining the flock i would say possibly sometimes some of the uh, the more endangered or critical yarns can be a little bit more pricey but if you look on the vulnerable list you've got castle milk murat long wool teeswater whiteface woodland these are all yarns which are quite easy to obtain so Rare Breed Survival Trust is an excellent website to start doing your research. There really is a huge wealth of info out there on where to get British wool. One of the best places is um, the Woolsack website. I've spoken about Woolsack before, I've um, blogged about Woolsack before. On this website there is a stockist list for fleece if you are a spinner and there is a stockist list for yarn and it really is one of the best if not the best resource. There are sellers, there are stockists on this list where you are buying the wool directly from the people who are breeding the sheep, maintaining the flock. So when you buy the wool from them, you really are helping British wool from the bottom up. The next one I would say is do cast your knits wide. <laughs> Check out what's local to you. 
search by UK region and see what breeds are local to your area. I sort of wish that I, I had started at one end of the map and knit my way around to be sort of thoroughly region and breed specific. When I started knitting British, I sort of sought out any British wool and stashed it. I was really aware that I wanted rare breeds in there and I wanted to support as many British breeds as possible, but I, I wish I'd been just a little bit more methodical about it and knit region to region. So that would be a really fun way to do it, I think. Uh, there are a couple of groups on Ravelry concerned with the, uh, the love of British wool and um, you're sure to find inspiration there as well as here, hopefully, at British. Uh, the next one is Do not believe that just because wool is from a British company, the wool is grown and spun here. Many companies have their wool spun abroad. Now that's not to say that you're not supporting jobs, wool production or finished object handling in this, in this country, but that's just something to be aware of. Do, however, see if the company have any British yarn or UK spun brands in their range. Rowan are a thoroughly British company, they're based in Homeforth, and while many of their ranges spun and dyed outside the UK, they do have the British sheep breeds range, and also their tweed yarns, though not the felted tweed, are spun in Yorkshire. So it's worth asking, you know, don't be afraid to ask. And while I'm quite wary about buying wool that's had most of its processing done outside the UK, do remember that there is British industry outside these isles, Falkland Merino, um, is farmed organically in the British Falkland Islands and is processed, spun and dyed and sold in the UK by the likes of Laxton's, uh, Blackers and John Arbin. So don't be afraid to ask where your wool has come from and that goes for all wool. See if you, find, if you can find out from the seller if the yarn is local to them, if they know where the flock lived, if they know which mill it's spun in. Most yarn sellers, um, particularly those who are involved in most parts of the process, will be more than happy to tell you, and often at length, although there are exceptions, as I will mention, but they know exactly how discerning knitters are when it comes to the fibre that we knit with. Please don't be afraid to ask and make, make a point of it. And if you're allergic to wool but still love knitting, don't forget that some acrylic wool is also manufactured in the UK. Woolcraft, Mariner, Jarrell and Wendy all have um, some acrylics and some blends which are spun and manufactured in the UK. Um, I bought some yarn at Christmas to make my woolly wreath with and I needed some more green and I happened to be in my local shop and upstairs they have a small selection of wool, uh, acrylic yarn I should say, and it was really pleasing to read on the side of it. Made in England by Woolcraft, spun by Yorkshire Craftsman. That's a really lovely touch. It's really lovely to know that you can you can buy yarn that has been pr produced in the UK that's not necessarily wool, you know, but it's still supporting the industry in the UK. Now I have one for the yarn sellers, and I'm going to be quite pedantic about this one, okay? I, I know some of you have seen me tweet about this before and get my high horse about it. If you are selling yarn, please do include an approximate meterage on your ball bands. Whether it's one skein project or an extra, 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 extra large sweater, we need to know roughly how much we can expect per ball or per skein. Personally, this is of high importance to me, particularly when it comes to meterage per, to price ratio. I'm, I mean, I'm generally on a budget and some knitters are even on a, on a tighter budget. I have seen 
um, beautiful British pure wool, a double knit, costing five ninety nine, which is great. Until you see on the ball band that, that there's less than fifty meters, which is very pricey for knitting a jumper, um, and really fifty meters is not much for a one skein project. This is my my bugbear. I asked one seller who shall remain nameless, although I really want to name and shame them. I followed them on Twitter and then I quickly unfollowed them after this um, exchange. I had sent her an email about the meterage of her wool um, because there was no information on her website. And I tweeted the same question a few times and I went on her website again and I filled out a contact form. She never got back to me, but I could see from her from her website that the wool was a bit of a sideline and it was the prized meat of her um, flock that she was really seemed to be interested in selling. The yarn was sort of in, in a small box at the bottom of the, of the page, you know, quite insignificant. But I, it, it is one of those at-risk at breeds that I mentioned earlier. And I think after about the sixth time of asking, I got um, a reply. And she said, I just don't know the wool, which might I add was £6 for 50 grams. Um, she said, I just don't know the wool is not my main priority, although it sells well. I slapped my head and restrained myself from headbutting her email on the screen in front of me. Honestly, that that's just what I mean. <laughs> you know, if you're selling yarn, please, please make sure that you put on it what the weight is, how much meterage there is. In fact, here is my plea. Sellers of British wool yarn, we, the knitters and crafters, do not care whether you sell your yarn as a sideline or a main priority, but we do care that you give some standard information on about your product and maybe also a little bit more enthusiasm than it's just not my main priority. <laughs> Take some time to understand this. We are your target customers and we are the ones who are going to want your product if you sell it well. <laughs> so, rant over. And finally, do just give it a go. Um, before I started doing this, I did not think about where the wool came from that I knitted with. I just love knitting. And then as I began to sort of covet wool, it was a short hop before I started asking myself questions about where did it come from. I love that I can look at my knits from the last year and know where I bought the wool from, which breed it came from, uh, the fact that it was sourced somewhere within the British Isles. That is just really heartening to me. Um, really heartening. Just give it a go. <laughs> I've tried to move to a slightly quieter room for cast on, cast off. Hopefully the wind won't be too bothersome here. My whips are not much, well, not much different from the last time we spoke. I'm still working on the Tree Rings Blanket by Andrea, Andrea Rangel from Brooklyn Tweeds Wool People 5. Uh, I love it. <laughs> it's been a really delightful knit and I... Now I have finished the main work and I am on the knit on lace edging, but I had to rip it back. I should also mention that I have I have a cat next to me here who is being a bit playful. Don't eat the things. Don't eat the wires, Jeremy Jean. I had to I'd done about seven repeats 
of the knit-on agent and realised that I had made a mistake. I'm so sorry if you hear a cat licking itself in the background. Um, I tend to write charted details out um, because I, I just often find it's better for me. And I'd I hadn't realised that I'd, I'd made a slight mistake and so I had to rip back um, seven repeats uh, of the pattern and now I have, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, now I'm back to where I started. I have seven. Um, and it's lovely, actually. It's The lace edging is knit back and forth and then joined to the main work um, on the wrong side by purling two together. Um, and it's just oh, another part of the delight of this pattern, really. Um, I, I just have enjoyed this so much. And I have decided... For those of you who, who were listening last time, I wasn't sure if I was going to gift this or keep it, but I'm going to keep it. It's mine. I haven't enjoyed knitting something so much in such a long time, you know, a big project. So it's mine. It's all mine. Um, and it will probably go on the bed or the back of the couch or something. It's it's going to be, it's, it's really quite big. Um, in fact, my circular needles are not quite big enough. And so it's quite cumbersome. Um, to knit with. I took it to knit night, <laughs> my knit night earlier this month, which considering I have 540 odd stitches cast on in worsted weight yarn, it's not the easiest thing <laughs> to carry around. I have about, yeah, I have about 40 more repeats to go uh, and then it'll be done and as I say, it'll be all mine. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yes, I'm I'm working away on that, and what else am I working on? Ah, I am. Are you following your arrow? I am. I'm knitting the. I'm doing the, Isolde Teague, follow your arrow, mystery knit along shawl, and obviously I'm not going to give too much away because um, there are people who aren't knitting it yet who. Um, aren't all the way through the clues yet so but basically if you haven't heard about it um, there is a, a forum on, on Ravelry where you can go and find out more about it um, but it's a mystery knit along you get a clue each well it's been on a Monday actually and um, there are several different clues which means that your the shawl that you end up with is going to be really unique I I believe there are 32 different shawl combinations that you could have once the once you've got all the clues so that's quite exciting I quite like I quite like a little mystery so I I'm doing a two-color shawl I think the last time we were together I told you that um, I wasn't sure which yarn I, I was having a bit of a quandary because I had this lovely yarn pony yarn but I couldn't find anything that really was so compatible next to its beautifulness that I thought no I'll just keep that for something else and so I went stash diving and I found a really nice grey lamb's wool which I got from Colour Mart and a lovely red um, Shetland which it was on a cone I got it at a sample sale and so it's oiled so it feels the texture of the two yarns are quite different at the moment and I, and I really like it actually when I look at it laid out it looks a bit like a tax tea cake wrapper <laughs> um, which is lovely and makes me want to have one. 
So yeah, I don't know which shape it's going to end up. I've seen from the spoiler pics on the forum that people have started knitting one shape and then the shawl evolves into becoming another shape. So at the moment, mine is semicircular. Am I allowed to say that? Um, I, I, well, I have. Um, I'll not say anything more about it because there are people who who have yet to knit it so I shan't spoil the surprise but I'm really enjoying that um, I've, I've knit for those in the know I've knit 1B and 2A and I got the third clue yesterday and I'm not sure which one I'm going to go for but it's really interesting to watch it form that's one of my favourite things about knitting is um, watching how patterns and garments um, form oh my god I've just noticed that there's a dropped stitch there let me just grab that that would never do i'm so glad i noticed that now oh my goodness just bear with me while i while, while i fix this there sorted phew that would have been a bit scary <laughs> that is one of the good things about working with a sheepy sheepy yarn is that that when you do drop a stitch it doesn't just melt away into the rest of the garment and and you have something that you can't fix usually with a really sheepy yarn then then it just kind of sort of sits there and unless it's pool I, I suppose but but yes phew gosh that was a bit of drama wasn't it listeners <laughs> if you read the blog um this week you will have seen that i have been a bit charmed by round yoke color work sweaters and so I'm sort of, I did knit two in the past, but my, my tension is rubbish and I, meh. Um, I still wear them quite a lot, actually. They're my favourite, some of my favourite jumpers, but I can see the mistakes in them. But you may remember last time I was telling you about my woeful lack of ferile knitting ability. But I am going to remedy that because after speaking to you and telling you all about it, I thought, I would check out if there were any local classes and lo and behold there was one which wasn't oversubscribed and um, it seems to be a history of ferile knitting as well as practical techniques so that those two things are right up my alley. I am really looking forward to that and I start a week on Tuesday. Believe me I will be keeping you informed and telling you how it goes. Um, so yes, so more ferile yoked garments maybe in my future so here is the part of the podcast where I squish some wool and make you want to go and buy some <laughs> uh, this week I have some Fingering Mini Skeins, 100% British BFL Twists Mini from Kettle Yarn Company. Uh, I was first made aware of the Kettle Yarn Company through the wonderful world of Twitter. I love Twitter for things like this, that you get to meet people, uh, like-minded people, through other like-minded people, and I love it. I love Twitter. Do come and say hello to me on Twitter, please do. I'm Louise B. Scully. Anyway, aside from that, back to the woo. I was really pleased to get my hands on some of this wool. There are 16 colours and when you when you think mini skein you probably think in a 10 gram or 20 gram um, 
skein of wool, but no, this is 50 grams. So that's a healthy mini skein. Um, 50 grams and 200 yards. So that's a, a shawlette, a skinny scarf, a hat, a pair of wrist warmers. That is a functional mini skein. You know, you can't quite often get a full garment out of a mini skein, but with this you, you definitely would. It's Superwash Blue Faced Leicester. It's a nicely uh, high twisted yarn, I would say, but without losing the plumpness of the wool and the ply. The the thing that that drew me the most, because I have a lot of BFL in stash and I'm trying to cut down for other yarns, but I do love it. It's a great base, as I've mentioned before. But which what drew me to, to the yarn was the colour. If you go on to Kettle Yarn Company's Etsy shop, I am sure that the thing that will jump out at you after the beautiful colours is the liquid metal shine on all of these yarns. And I really wanted to see what that was going to be like knit up. Let me read you the official uh, word from Kettle Yarn Company. Kettle Yarn Company is an ethically conscious brand producing luxury abrasion tested yarns primarily sourced from British sheep. Colours are lovingly hand-glazed in small batches to create subtle glowing colours easily adapted to any stitch pattern or project. We are passionate about creating luxury premium yarns in sensuous colours that are as pleasurable to knit with as they are to look at. Yarns that stand the test of time. Well, let me tell you, this, this yarn in the colourway suit, it is sensuous and the colour variations are glowing. It's a dark grey, dark charcoal ash grey, but there are these highlights of oh, liquid metal, mercury, just dazzling out. It's it's more than semi-solid. It's it's burnished with with the, the these lighter metallic tones. It was stunning to look at on the skein when it came in, and I sort of turned it around in my hands quite a lot and looked at it, how it caught the light and realised a lot of the light was already in it. You know, it wasn't catching anything, it was just shining. It was lovely to look at and squish. A very plump squish, a firm, a firm plump squish. And I was intrigued by the, the statement that it was easily adapted to any stitch pattern or project because quite often with... Um, Variegated yarns and semi-solid yarns, they're not all always suited to, say, lace uh, work or certain patterns. And so I decided to knit up a little lace swatch, a horseshoe lace. It's lovely. It, it's, it's just as beautiful uh, a knit up. Uh, I, again, the, the most eye-catching thing is this beautiful shine and glow of lighter colours coming through coming through in in um, highlights and undertones it's 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 really something special i would really urge you to go and have a look uh, at the kettle yarn company's website and um, at the etsy shop and have a look at these yarns and you'll see what i mean by this metallic shine i did wonder if it was just really good photography but it is not these yarns are as yummy as they look um, on screen as they are in the flesh. So the details are that it's uh, a fingering weight. You're getting 200 yards, 183-ish metres. There is 50 grams. As I say, it's a healthy mini skein. 
It costs £8. There are 16 different colours. And I would say that this would be a really excellent yarn for socks. It's super wash. So it you know that it's gonna be a little bit more a little bit more hard wearing than untreated blue face Lester. You can feel that. It's got that kind of sock yarn feel. That sounds like I'm sort of downgrade, downgrading it and I'm not because it's soft and smooshy. It feels like it's gonna be a little bit more hard wearing. As I say, there are 16 colours. They're all beautifully uh, complementing each other. I don't know if you've seen the sort of, um, I don't know if it's a trend or if it's always been around, but there's this ombre knitting, O-M-B-R-E, sort of knitting colours and blending them together that, um, that complement each other very well. And I think that this would be, these yarns would be absolutely brilliant if you're looking to knit an ombre shawl or cowl. In fact, Pearl B have a beautiful ombre cowl that took my eye. So yeah, uh, highly, highly recommended. I'll give you the details. The Kettle Yarn Company, I should say, is Linda, uh, who's a Canadian dyer living in London. The Etsy shop is Kettle Yarn Co. Linda tweets at Kettle Yarn Co. She's got a, her own blog, which is from the pearlside.wordpress.com, Pearl, P-U-R-L. And if you sign up to the mailing list on the blog, you will get 10% off your first order. It's really worth signing up to the blog because Linda always writes great posts on her inspirations and every time she updates the shop then she always has a great post with patterns that would suit the suit the yarn or patterns that have inspired her or patterns that she's knitting herself. So it's, a, it's an excellent blog. And if should you need any incentive to go and buy these yarns, you get 10% off when you sign up to the mailing list. So check out Kettle Yarn Company, have a look at the shop. But the I can definitely vouch for the four-ply British Blueface Leicester and I can't wait to see what my swatch becomes. Well, that's about it for another episode, the second episode. I think the second of things, don't they call them the difficult second, I don't know, difficult second second album or... Um, but th this wasn't difficult, apart from the wind and the rain and the, the grumbly cat and <laughs> things going on in the background. I really would like to take this opportunity to say thanks to a few people. I was a bit scared about publishing that first podcast, but I just really want to extend some thanks to Louise from Caithness Craft Collective, who has been really supportive, and Jill from the Shiny Bees podcast, who was really really helpful and sent me some lovely messages and was really really encouraging um, and I also want to thank the people who tweeted me and left comments and told me things that you liked about the podcast such as the seagulls in the background <laughs> and um, it really means a lot it really encouraged me to to want to make a second episode um, and it really encourages me to want to keep going with it that, that it's lovely to know that there are people out there who who um, want to hear more. And it's been really nice to get tweets and messages from people saying, when is that episode two going to be out? So thank you so much. It really, really means a lot to me. Thanks to you for listening again. Remember, as always, if you have a suggestion for wool or a dyer or a breed that you think I haven't heard of before, I'm always keen to hear about it. Same goes if you'd like a wool shop shout out. 
um, you can find me here at knitbritish.net. I am on Twitter, Louise B. Scully, S-C-O-L-L-A-Y. I'm on Ravelry as Lyra, and I'm on Pinterest too. So lots of ways to say hello, please do. I love hearing from you. That's it for my very blustery day. I hope you've enjoyed listening. The music was Venus as a Girl by Andy McKee, and you can find that at musicalley.com. Until next time, bye. (laughs) 